Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are all here today. Wherever in the world that you're listening from today, I hope that you are having a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and thank you for being here. Last week's topic was creating your dream life through manifestation. I hope everybody went out last week and tried to manifest a little bit. I love to hear your stories, so please feel free to send them to me, whether they were successful or not, because we can always talk about them on the show as well, and that helps others. This week's topic is soul family and soul contracts. A few weeks ago, I did a survey. I talked about that briefly on a couple of the episodes, and I asked for suggestions for topics for episodes, and this was one that came up several times was soul families, and it goes quite well along there with soul contracts, so we're going to talk about all of that today. I would like to say first that this topic and what we're going to talk about today is all based on things that I have learned from a variety of sources but it is very much my opinion and my beliefs. And there are definitely varying opinions on how some of this work. But mainly, I have learned these things through my guides. And my guides tell me the information that I need. The information always gets confirmed somehow. So a lot of times I'll be watching something, um, you know, even TikTok videos, and I'll see things come up like Dolores Cannon. She is a great source of confirmation for me. So I get the information, and then I'll see a confirmation somewhere else. And usually the information I get is it comes in a couple of ways. Either I ask the question and I have to a lot of times figure it out myself where like I will think, is it this way? And I'll hear, no, that's not what's happening. And is it this way? No. Or maybe you're onto it a little bit. Or if I'm really listening, I can hear everything that they want to say about a topic. So that's how I've learned these things. I like to go through articles online as well and look at what other people have to say. And that's the reason that I'm bringing this up, because it seems like there's a a good varying opinion here on soul families. So what I talk about today might not necessarily be some of the things that you've already heard about. I also think it's important that we talk first for a minute about why we're here, why we're here on this planet and what we're supposed to accomplish while we're here. Let's forget for a minute, like the big purpose of things. Okay. Like, like I'm here to help people and to be an animal communicator and a psychic medium, but, and that is a part of my soul contract, but I'm also here to become the soul that I'm supposed to be, to learn about myself, to undo karma that's been done. There's a lot of, lot of different reasons that we are here and that we are experiencing these different types of things in our lives. I have really grown to, to learn and fulfill parts of my soul contract with members of my family. But one of the reasons that I One of the ways that I have done that is by having to be honest with myself. So in this process of learning about soul contracts and who your soul family is and putting that all together, it is really important that you're honest with yourself about who you are and let go of the ego when it comes to these things, because it's really hard to fulfill your soul contracts if you are just stuck in that ego base. 
also, it's important to remember that we are all one. So let's let's look at this for a minute. Try and picture a tree in your mind, okay? And look at humanity as that tree. We are each a leaf on a branch, okay? We're all connected through different branches and and through the trunk of that tree, right? We all get our life force energy through the same source and a tree gets its life force energy and takes it to its leaves and all that through what it gets in the ground. You know where I'm going with this. It's all connected. We are all connected. Even if you, the person listening right now, is not my soul family, we still have a connection somehow. So it's important that we we remember that in all of this, that this is way bigger than anybody really realizes. Like we all think, well, I can't say we all, but a lot of people think that the world revolves around them, but this world is huge and there's so much going on in it and we are just a minuscule part of it. So, um, so in this episode, try and kind of open your mind a little bit, uh, let the ego go because there are some things I'm going to say that are probably going to sting a little bit, but these are important things for us to know and to hear so that we can fulfill our soul contracts. Most of you are probably aware of the the term soulmate. It's often used like as a, for a romantic partner or, you know, somebody that really, really knows you, somebody that you're really close to, but soulmates are just one part of the equation. There's other types of soul relationships like your soul family, soul group, Um, we're not going to get too much into soulmates today. There's also, well, I mean, it goes along with the soul family, but I'm looking at it more, the soulmates as like love relationships and twin flames. That's why I bring it up because twin flames are something that a lot of people are really interested in. And that is a whole other topic in itself. I definitely have a different take on twin flames than a lot of people do. But I have the other podcast with my husband, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, and we did do an episode on soulmates and twin flames. It's episode 58. So if you're looking for more information on that, definitely go back and and listen to that one. Uh, But a twin flame, just so we talk about it real quick, this is a relationship that really gets misconstrued. A twin twin flame is basically the same soul as you. It's just split. So it's the mere reflection of you. Not everybody has a twin flame. I really honestly believe that most of us do not, that that we are a complete soul and that we haven't split off into two. But a twin flame is not, it's not a smooth relationship. It's not supposed to be. So if you feel like there's somebody in your life that you may constantly have struggles with on a romantic level, then I would say go back and listen to episode 58 of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter. That will help for sure in the twin flames. But let's talk about the soul family part of things. Our soul family is basically the spiritual equivalent of our birth family here on earth, but it can literally be anyone in our life, okay? So your parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, your spouse, your children, your ex, your ex's parents, your ex's ex. It goes on and on and on. Your best friend. It can be absolutely anybody in your life. There are no rules as to who it could be. Uh, you could have soul family that you've only met once in your life or you and you have soul family that you have that goes along your life with you. The purpose of our, having this soul family is to help you achieve spiritual goals. They support you, protect you, love you, nurture you, 
And they're supposed to inspire you along your journey to really try and assist you to complete this divine plan for your life. Because they are a part of your journey, those relationships can also be challenging. And this is one area where I definitely feel like I differ from a lot of the articles that I read. A lot of people believe that your soul family is are the people that make you feel good about yourself, that help you and will never hurt you, will never do anything bad to you. I don't believe that. I believe that in order for us to have a all-around relationship with somebody that encompasses everything, it has to include the negatives as well. I can't think of anybody in my life, really, that is close to me that I've never had some kind of challenge with. So if we look at soul family as just the people that uplift us and make us feel good, then how many of those people do we actually have in our lives? So I'm not a believer in that that's the only thing that they're here to do. I, I absolutely believe that they are here to bring conflict into our life, to make our life challenging, because those are the things that help us to become a full soul and to achieve our goals. It's my belief that we are here to play a specific role within our soul group as well, and that we are meant to work together to achieve that common goal or purpose. So, for example, some people believe that soul groups are formed to help individuals learn specific lessons or to help them grow spiritually. Other believes the souls group, the soul groups are formed to fulfill a specific mission or to help others. I really believe that it encompasses everything, but there's also in our soul family, a lot of these people are definitely here for a specific thing for our lives. So let's look at a challenging relationship that we've had in our lives. Okay. My mother has, um, she's been gone for almost 20 years, but in my life, in the in the 26 years that I had her, that was one of the most, if not the most challenging relationship that I've experienced. It was a lot of different um, issues that came up. and But of course, she was my mother and there was love there. I learned so much from that relationship, but a lot of what I learned from it, it wasn't at the time. It was actually in retrospect. It was... Um, at looking back at the relationship and seeing, wow, this must have happened for a reason because it makes so much sense now. So a lot of times we won't even really understand why those people are doing these things in our lives until retrospect. We also have, I've talked briefly there about the soul group. And so if, okay, so we have like our family tree, right? As humans, we have our family tree that's blood related so let's just say that we have that same kind of family tree that's spiritually related. Well, we have people in our lives that are not a part of that family tree. And those people, a lot of times, are friends, coworkers, classmates, even acquaintances, even people that come into our lives and are just there for a short period of time. Those are people in our soul group. Those are people that are put here to, for a reason, to help us along our journey, again, to bring us um, into the lessons that we are supposed to learn, but we are also here to do the same exact thing for them. So remember that too, when it comes to the soul family, that those people are a part of your life, but you're also a part of theirs. And you're also a part of helping their different lessons that they're supposed to learn in this life. 
How do we know the difference? How do we know soul family versus soul group versus random stranger? Well, first of all, there's no such thing really as a random stranger. I would say that if if it's a random stranger, that's a background person. That's somebody that's just maybe there to fill you know something brief, that cashier that you see at the grocery store. How are you going to treat that person? The person that cuts you off in traffic. How are you going to deal with that? Those people aren't necessarily a part of your soul group. They're a background person, but they're still there to kind of, you know, teach you and help you along the way. Let me give you some examples of soul family that I feel besides my mother. Okay. Um, One of the things, one of the ones that I know people have a hard time grasping are spouses and ex-spouses. You might look at your current spouse as soul family, but look at your ex as, no, that's my ex. Okay. Understandable, right? Because it's your ex. But look back at that relationship and look back at how much you experienced and how much you learned together. And it might not even be the fact that you learned and you grew together. It's that you learned and you grew apart. And that's why your ex is. But all of those experiences that you had in those relationships, they are a part of the reason that you're here and probably a part of the reason of your soul contract. We'll get into soul contracts more in the next part, but I just wanted to talk more about the soul family here. So never discount that any of these people can be uh, your soul family. I have a lot of spirits that come to me that are parts of my soul family that you would think, are you serious? For example, my husband's ex-wife's mother. She comes to me a lot, but she comes to me because I'm helping to raise her granddaughter and she helps me to help raise her granddaughter. So that might seem like it is a weird relationship, but it's different kind of relationship. There's also my ex-husband's mother, who I was very, very close to in life and am still very close to and is around me a lot. Now, he may not like that, but that doesn't matter. He will understand that when we all get to the other side. I understand that just because she was his mother in this life doesn't mean that she's always been his mother in the lives that we've lived together. And she could have been anything to me in any other lives, including my own mother, including my own child. And that's reincarnation, which we'll talk about that more later as well. Um, A lot of times in these types of family relationships, these soul family relationships, you will see things that just don't make sense to you. Like, how could you and this person possibly have so much in common when they're not actually blood related to you? So actually, my my sister's best friend this morning had thrown this question out, and it re- I can relate to it as well, is that her husband, everybody in their family on his side of the family has same birthdays as her side of the family. And this was something that also happened with my ex-husband. With my current husband, we have very different things, very different similarities besides just numbers, although numbers are a part of it. But a lot of the things are like where we grew up or different things like um, my parents met in Marina Del Rey and my um, the man I, I believe to be my father, but isn't he worked and lived in Santa Monica. And 
Danny is from Venice, Santa Monica area and has a daughter named Marina and my parents met in Marina Del Rey. These types of things are kind of clues as to, wow, we have these very strange things. Like um, my, my husband, Danny, he also grew up with a stepmother who didn't want biological children. Well, I am now a stepmother that didn't want biological children. So he faces some of the same things in his life with me that he faced in his life growing up, you know, small things that he notices now. These are the the things that kind of show us that, hmm, maybe some of these people on the outside, you know, not my mother, father, brother, sister, whatever, are soul family and not just random people, people that continue to come back into your life, that it seems like they're gone for a while and then they come back. Those people, I really think, are parts of our soul families. I have a few best friends that I've had my whole life, you know, since elementary school uh, or middle school, and they're not consistent in my life. It's not like I talk to them every day. Sometimes months will go by that I don't talk to them or see them, but they're still consistent in my life that we are always come back to each other. And I believe that those people as well are our soul family. So let's go ahead and take a break right now. When we come back, I have a couple more things to talk about the soul family, and then we will get into soul contracts. Uh, I will definitely be happy to take callers. If anybody would like to call, that number is 888-346-9141. If you'd like a reading or you have a question about anything that we've talked about so far on the show, I would love to answer that for you. So let's go ahead and take our break. We will be real. We'll be back really quickly. Stay tuned, friends. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guests will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being here today. Today, the show topic is soul contracts and soul families. And I think this is a great topic to help us learn a lot about ourselves and about our lives and why we're here and why the people that are in our lives are in our lives. Because how many times have you said or even heard, oh, you can pick your family, you can't pick your family, you know, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family. Well, it's true. Uh, You can't pick your family. It's all a part of the plan and the soul contract. And it doesn't make a lot of sense when we're here on earth, but it does when we get to the other side. So I love being able to talk about it while we're here because I really feel like if we can understand these things better, it helps us to not only understand ourselves, but it helps us to understand others and the paths that are laid out for us. This understanding my soul family has really helped me to get over a lot of the hangups that I had. I have a biological aunt that I don't have a relationship with because she is very manic and it's very hard for me. I'm my, my personality is very balanced. I don't like a whole lot of ups and downs. I mean, I like the ups, but you know, I like balance. She was very all over the place. And, you know, your best friend one second and screaming at you the next. And I just can't be a part of that. So what is the reason that she's in my life? I know that she is in my life for something. That's where the soul contracts come in. So we make these soul contracts with our soul families. Okay. Now, going back to my aunt real quick, I don't know really what the soul contract there was for her because we still don't have a relationship. Um, Our relationship did not end well. And there is a part of me that after learning what I have learned feels like I should reach out to her and apologize for my part in what I did. And that is, I think, a big part of why learning this is important because then you take into consideration what you were supposed to learn. This isn't just about what the other person's supposed to learn. It's about what you're supposed to learn and what you did wrong and where you can make the differences. I said some horrible things to my aunt that I wish I never would have said. But right now, that is just inside me. I haven't expressed that to her. She could, you know, tell me where to stick it. But that's okay because I've done what I need to do. And that's something that the universe wants us to do. They want us to look at these relationships from our side of things as well as the other person's. They want us to understand that the other people in our lives have their own trauma that they're dealing with and their own soul contracts that they're dealing with. And we really are here to try and assist each other through this process, through the soul contracts. But let's talk a little bit more first about what these soul contracts actually are. So the driving force behind all of these experiences that we have in life are our soul contracts. These agreements are made between souls to have shared experiences with one another in the physical world while we're here. There are no winners or losers. The contracts you create are of mutual benefit to both parties. You're both supposed to learn from these contracts. 
these agreements focus on our experiences, decisions, life events. They are made before we are even born into a human body and formed with the other souls who will eventually be born if they haven't already as our family, friends, and loved ones. A couple of ways that I like to look at the soul contracts that helps me with this is looking at my life like a movie or a video game. Let's use the video game example, though, okay? Uh, I like to use Super Mario Brothers because this is one that I grew up on. But each level of the game, it you have to pass to advance to move on to the next level. So this whole soul contract thing, it's not one contract. There's a whole bunch of different things. Like just imagine, you know, you go to buy a car, you go to buy a house, and there's all different different parts to that, right? It's all numbered. It's the same thing with your soul contract. There's all these different lessons that you're supposed to learn. So in this video game of life, you're going along and you're trying to learn these lessons and there's different clues along the way. This one, I kind of also like relate to Legend of Zelda, if anybody relates to that one. Obviously, you can tell I'm not a gamer. I haven't played video games in many years, but these are the two that I grew up with. And I think about like in Legend of Zelda, you would have to go and like find the key first, right? Like to open the door. And it's similar to the soul contracts and to life. There's different things that you have to do in order to make these levels progress, this soul contract progress, but you have to finish one level and figure out those clues to move on to the next level. And with each one of these levels, it seems like they get harder and harder. Like I've been through a lot in my life and some of my younger things that I went through were really, really difficult, but I definitely feel as I get older, the challenges that come to me are different. They're more based on trying to fix what happened when I was younger. So it's it's kind of um, like undoing the trauma or trying to, to help the trauma to uh, progress in the soul contract. The movie theory is similar. Um, you're the leading role in your life. Everyone else is just supporting actors or background people. This helps me when I, I'm in my own head or going about life and I'm kind of feeling like uh, I'm maybe not making the right decisions, then I might think of what do I, what would I expect the main character in a movie to do? What would I want them to do? Because, you know, movies, they're written about what people want to see happy. It's not always to see happen. It's not always about what's actually happy or what's sad. It's just about what they'd like to see happen. So I think, what would I like my avatar in this movie to do? What, what would, you know, make it a good movie and go with that. Always on the positive though. Um, Something that I think that we should talk about real quick is reincarnation, because all of this really goes along with reincarnation. We don't just have this life that we're living right now. We have many, many, I can't even tell you how many lives. I don't know how many lives I've lived, but probably very many. Um, and they're all different. Like my sister today, she I asked if if her, anybody in her house had any questions for this show today. And she said, I have one. Can we be sisters in the next life? And you know what? If we decide in our soul contract that we can, absolutely, we could be twins. Uh, but most likely, I would say not. I would say, you know, you got to mix it up a little bit there in order to learn different things from each other. And the stuff that happens in this life that you're in right now, if you don't learn it, you take it to the next life. One of the reasons that we don't like remember our past lives, like think about that for a second. Like people ask me, how am I supposed to know what lessons I'm supposed to learn in this life if I can't remember my past life? Well, 
we really don't want to remember our past life. Like, I honestly don't even want to remember most of the stuff I did in my 20s, let alone in the last past lives that I've had. I just don't. And I think if we really think about that, most of us will say the same thing. It's about going with the story of your life, about your intuition, about what what is actually going on and figuring it out yourself with your intuition. Um, That can be difficult for some. And a lot of times that doesn't happen until later in life. But it all there's always a process to this, always a process. So reincarnation, let's see, what else should we talk about that real quick? So obviously, yeah, you live multiple lives. You live with your soul family and your soul group and other people are always coming in in and out of your life, right? But with reincarnation, like I was saying, your, your members of your family aren't always the same members. So you might have like your mom is, you know, your grandma in your next life, or they're just a background player. Like you just never know, but we're all here to experience this together. So in these soul contracts, let's see what else I can tell you um, before moving on to the next next part of this. Okay, so one of the things that people ask, ask me about these soul contracts is what about something like an abusive relationship, okay? Why, and this goes back to the why do good things happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? Sorry. Um, it's not about the good and the bad. It's about each one of us having our own journey and learning. Now let's look at the situation of a a woman that is in an abusive relationship. So there's two parts to this. There's the husband's part or the spouse's part, the abuser's part, how they're treating their spouse. And then there's the person that's being abused. Now the person that's doing the abusing, they shouldn't be doing that. And if they were living by the way that they're supposed to live, they wouldn't be doing that at all. But they're not living up to their side of their contract. I don't know what the contracts are about with like, let's just say this this abusive couple. I don't know what their soul contracts are about. But before they came here, they made some kind of an arrangement. We're going to get married. We're going to go through this. But along those the way, there's free will. And if those people they choose not to heal from their own damage that they got in childhood, then they spread that damage onto each other. The woman that stays in the relationship or the man, it could be either because it, it does absolutely work both ways. But I'm just using for an example, husband and wife, husband's abusive and the woman's receiving it. That woman, she may have been abused as a child and this may be normal to her and she doesn't know how to get out of it. Or maybe she doesn't want to get out of it because it does feel so normal. Well, that might be a part of her soul contract is to to get out of it. Anytime that we're faced with something like that, the universe is not trying to throw things at us to make life miserable for us. We can look back at the situations and see, especially in adulthood, not so much in childhood, but in adulthood, where we got into those situations, where we knew at one point that that relationship was looking abusive, but we didn't choose to walk away from it. We choose to go with it. Why is that? Is that a lot of times is because of the damage that we have suffered in the past, that we're not, we don't feel strong enough. We're afraid to walk away from it. But in this soul contract, that could be that woman's that that's a part of her contract is if this is to happen, if he is to become abusive, she is to walk away. 
whatever, you know, that that, that contract could have gone a million different ways. But however you want to look at it, from his side, he shouldn't have been doing that. And if he was from her side, she shouldn't have been staying. The universe wants us to be happy. We, our higher selves, want us to be happy. But we're put into these situations to learn. Another reason why this might happen is karma. If you had something that you did in a previous life or even in this life, then you might be experiencing that karma back to you. Um, let's take, for example, somebody that maybe cheated on a spouse and then they're cheated on. Well, maybe that happens to them because they weren't supposed to cheat in the first place, but they did. And now they have to learn their lesson. And so it happens to them. So this is a lot of times how we make these soul contracts of like, okay, this is going to happen between us and this is how we're supposed to deal with it. But if we don't deal with it this way, then free will comes along and we have to deal with it in other ways. But at the end of the day, it really is about the contract that we have with ourselves. Of course, we're making these with other people, but they, we still have our own, but they can choose to do whatever they want to do in a relationship, they can be that abuser or whatever, absent an absent parent or whatever it is. But that doesn't mean that on our side, that we're not fulfilling our soul contract because they're not. We just have to make sure to do what's right, to do the right thing by us. So here's another example. My mother was extremely codependent. She always felt the need to have a man in her life and she was faced with several times in her life having to choose between her children and a relationship. And unfortunately, like in my case, she chose a relationship over me. And that was the universe testing her. What are you going to do in this situation? You know, whether this was karma from a past life or this was just something she needed to learn in this life, I'm not really sure but it was definitely something that she failed. Now, my role in that as the child, I'm not really totally sure of, but because of her decisions, I had some really bad experiences in my life. I can't imagine that the contract that my mother and I made when we came into this life was that it was gonna go that way. I just can't. I I have to believe that we come into this uh, with, an open heart and and believing that we're going to do absolutely the best that we can. But we forget that when we're here, we forget about the contracts. We forget about all of the past lives, obviously. And so we don't look at anything except the now. And a lot of times with codependent people, they can't get out of the now. It's, I need this to fulfill me right now. And that was what happened with my mom. Now, in a lot of situations, this then gets passed down to the next person. This is called um, generational karma. And this can also be a part of the soul contract. So she didn't learn from being codependent. So guess who did? <laughs> it was me. And now hopefully that I have broken the codependency, hopefully it will mean that that's broken in our cycle, our karmic cycle. Um, I don't have kids of my own. I have a stepdaughter and I, I'm not really sure like if I wouldn't have broken that karmic cycle, if that would have then been passed down to her, although she has her own issues from her own relationship with her mother. So we have to really look at 
like, I don't hold this against my mom. I don't hold against what she did because she's human and she didn't understand what she was doing. So we really have to look at that and, and try and forgive the people that maybe put us in this part in our lives, in our soul contracts, where it's not so comfortable, where we have to work on it. Because again, we don't know all of the little bits and pieces of our soul contract. Maybe my soul contract was always that I wasn't supposed to be codependent and had to learn that as well. But I very much was in my earlier years because I learned that from her. So I can only hope that in my soul contract, if that was a part of it, that I've, that I fixed it. And that when I go back to the other side, that's one area that I can check off of the soul contract to say that I, I worked on this and I completed this part of my contract. What happens if you don't complete things in your contract? Well, then you have to go back and do it all over again. You have to come back here and do it all over. So like my mom, for example, she never learned the codependent stuff. She never learned to let go of it. So almost guaranteed in the next life, she'll come back here and she'll have to deal with it again. For me, I really feel like I don't want to, if I can do something in this life, if I can face something in this life while I'm here now, I really don't want to have to come back and redo it in the future. So through the spiritual awakening and learning about the soul contracts and the soul family, I have really, really tried to make sure that I try and complete as much of my soul contract while I'm here. Anything that feels like it needs me to work on it, then I work on it. Uh, I look at everything as a challenge, everything as uh, something that will help me grow because we don't know exactly what's a part of our soul contract and what isn't. So I just take it that everything is and try and make all of these experiences positive and to do the best that I can to be, you know, a good person and all of that to fulfill my soul contracts. So, so I think those are a lot of the reasons why those soul contracts are made and why we are here to fulfill them. So let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we will continue the subject of soul contract and soul family. And if anybody would like to call in, if you have questions, uh, the show number is 888-346-9141. Stay tuned, friends. We will be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. 
But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, we are talking about soul families and your soul contracts. So I have some random questions here that were asked by other listeners, friends, family, people like that, clients. And I would love to answer some of these questions. Uh, Let's see where to start. Um, What if you don't learn the lesson? Okay, so we were talking about this a little bit before the break, and I, I would like to go back into this just a little bit. So if we don't learn the lesson or fulfill the contract while we are here, then we will definitely have to try again in the future. Um, we One of the things, the, the problems that I think that we have here is our ego. I, I don't think, I know. We don't understand a lot of times what our ego is. We're looking at it maybe as protecting ourselves or whatever, but we're actually, our ego kind of puts like um, that wall up that stops us from learning lessons. So for example, I could say that the relationship that I have with my aunt that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, that's all her fault. She did the whole thing. That was all her fault. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. I was a different person back then and I said some things that I shouldn't have. So I have to let go of my ego and take responsibility in that relationship. Now, that doesn't always fit into things. Maybe you're not the one with the ego and you have let it go and then they're on the other side. Well, that's a whole other situation. So if you've learned your part of the lesson and you've held up your part of the bargain, then it's not going to come back on you. So for example, like I said, I, I've thought about for a while reaching out to my aunt and just saying I'm sorry for what I did in the situation and if that she could come back and tell me where to shove it. If that were to happen, I've at least learned. I've at least tried and hopefully fulfilled that part of the soul contract, even though she's decided not to, because you can only lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink, right? You, It's just impossible. So if it was always about that, the other person has to also complete the contract in order for it to work for you, then that wouldn't really, that wouldn't really work so well. So it really doesn't so much matter on the other person's side, as much as it does on yours, how you handled something, how you treat somebody, the lessons that you learn from it. This co- encompasses so many things. There are so many different things that I feel are covered in a soul contract. 
one of the things that's really kind of tripped me out about getting older is being a parent. And even though I'm not a biological parent, I'm just a stepmother. I have experienced a lot of the things that I would have as a biological parent. I think that this is was in my soul contract and I kind of tried to tiptoe around it by not wanting to have biological kids. But I really feel like that was the right decision for me for a lot of reasons. But even though I decided not to go that route, I still had lessons I needed to learn with a child. I had things that I did as a child that I needed that my mom said to me, when you get older, you're going to understand. I needed to experience those things to understand. Uh, For example, our our daughter loves to go to the beach at night (laughs) and it makes me crazy. Um, uh, My mother, when I was a teenager, I loved to go to the beach at night and I would sneak to the beach at night because she didn't want me to go. And most of the time when I would go out at night, she would tell me, don't go to the beach. And, you know, there was no cell phones. Then we're talking like the the early mid nineties. And she would have me call her while I was out and I would do the most random stupid things to try and pretend that I was actually not at the beach um, one time, uh, we played music in the background to make it sound like I was at the roller rink. She bought it, or maybe she didn't, maybe she knew that I wasn't there. Um, or, you know, just pretending like the phone isn't working. I'm at the beach and I'm calling, but she can hear the waves in the background. So I have to pretend I can't hear you. This phone is broken. I'm okay. Bye. And hang up, you know, the different things we have to do that anyways, that doesn't matter. But now I'm being faced with the same thing that our daughter is telling us that she wants to go to the beach at night. And she does, she goes. And when it was first presented, I thought, oh my God, how am I supposed to handle this? And I think this is just, this is just a small example because you all, I'm sure if your parents, you have those same examples or different examples, but same kinds of things of like, your parents told you not to do this and you did it anyways. And now you're being faced with it. We're supposed to go through that. We're supposed to experience what it was like for our parents to feel those things. Now, how did my mom handle it correctly by basically forbidding me from doing it and me just sneaking off and doing it? Well, I don't know. She was the parent. She can do whatever she wants. But for me, I don't feel like that's the right way to deal with it. I feel like I wanted to go to the beach at night and now my daughter wants to go to the beach and I should let her go. Just instill in her to be safe, you know, keep an eye out, look around, be careful, not put fear into her though, because my mom would, she put a lot of fear into me. Literally. I I felt like half the time when I was leaving the house, I was either going to be raped or murdered. It was like, how am I going to live? Because my mom's making it sound like you go to the beach at night and you're going to get murdered. And we shouldn't be instilling that kind of fear in our children. And so I wanted to take a different approach with this. And I wanted to allow her to do the things that I wanted to do while still being a parent and being cautious about it, but not preventing. And that is something that I learned. And that's a part of, I think, the soul contracts, why we're here as well, is to learn those things, to look back and go, okay, I understand now why my parents did the things that they did. I absolutely 100% understand why my mom did not want me to go to the beach at night. I did not understand that as a teenager. I just thought she was trying to ruin my fun. And a lot of times that's what kids think. They think we're trying to ruin their fun. And so we have to think about that. You know, what what did I want to do when I was a kid? You know, and 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 go with it from there. Uh, let's see other questions. Will I always know when new members are added? Okay. 
So I was a little bit confused by this question, but I think this, what this person meant was that if they meet different members of their soul family randomly, will they know that it's a member of their soul family? Because you don't have to meet those people as a child. They don't have to be your blood family. It really could be somebody that just comes in, you know, for a very short period of time and then exits your life. But if you think about it, it's like, I don't know how many people are in our soul family, but there's only so many people that we can actually have in our physical family here on earth, right? Like, I, I'm, I mean, you can have a lot, but there's always going to be leftovers, people that want to be souls that want to be a part of your experience here, that you want to learn things with here, but they don't have to play a major role. They can play a supporting role. Will you know I don't think so. I think for the most part, most of us are absolutely oblivious to this. Uh, but if you really try and and think about it, look at the relationship, a lot of times this happens in retrospect uh, where you see, oh my gosh, this person came into my life, totally disrupted my life, but it pushed it into a better place. To me, that person is a part of their soul family. Now, it could be a part of the soul group, but either way, they are a part of what is supposed to be in your life. Those people are, there's people that are supposed to stay and people that are supposed to go. And the ones that are supposed to go, we're just, we're supposed to let them go. So if somebody doesn't come back and you're like, oh, but I really feel like that was soul family. Well, that's okay. If that was just the part of your life that they were supposed to play in was that one small part. And, you know, even like the, the co-workers and friends and stuff, those people could be soul family, but most of the time I don't think they're that close. I think they're just those people that were, you know, make those minor small uh, soul contracts with, or even like you have made a soul contract um, just with yourself because we do that pieces of the contractor just with ourselves as well. But there has to be another player to help us learn about these things. I'm faced with challenges every day in this business. And I feel like the people that come in, the clients, they're not a part of my soul family, but they might be a part of the soul group. And these people are here to teach me certain things. They're teach me how, teaching me how to be more accepting, more patient, um, anything that opens up who I am, who my soul is. The, that's what these people are here to do. They're here to help us to discover who we are and to complete these types of things. So we will not always know who they are. But in retrospect, you might be able to look back and go, you know, oh, okay, I can see that now. Can soul family be spirit guides? I absolutely believe that it can. They can. Now, I don't know how this works, but Back before my mom died, I was actually already really getting into this stuff. And I had met a lady who was an acupressurist and a psychic as well. And so we kind of started working on all of this stuff and start working on spirit guides. And I felt like I had two spirit guides, a male and a female. And I kind of got to like know their energy. I bought some cards that were like angel cards and whatever. And then my mom died. And I really like let all of that kind of fall away. Like I, it just, everything changed in my life when my mom died. But I feel like my mom stepped in as like my primary spirit guide. Now, does that mean that the other two are gone? Well, not necessarily, but to be really honest, I don't feel them. I don't feel random spirit guides around me. The souls that I feel, they feel familiar. They feel like family and friends that I've known. 
those two spirit guides that were there, I don't feel them anymore. Um, so maybe my mom stepped in, mom, grandma, whoever else came in and took over as my spirit guides. Um, and, you know, they, they, yeah, it's very, very possible. Anything's possible. Uh, let's see if there's anything else here. Any other questions? Okay. Something that I want to talk about, because we only have a few minutes left, is becoming a conscious choice maker. That is the biggest part of fulfilling your soul contracts. What I mean by that is any decision that you make, anything that comes out of your mouth that you know, you're know you saying to somebody else that could affect your life or any activity that you're doing, anything that you're faced with, thinking about it before you do it, making a conscious decision, excuse me, <clears throat> not allowing whatever happens to just happen, but actually thinking about it. What is the best thing? What is supposed to happen? What am I supposed to do? What type of person am I supposed to be? Making a conscious choice to fulfill your soul contracts, to recognize what they are, recognize where your weaknesses are. This all comes with the soul contracts. Sorry, I had a little frog in my throat there. Um, but we just have a couple of minutes left, so I don't want to get too far into that. But if there's any questions that have come up for you today as far as the soul contract, soul family, anything that we've talked about and you would like me to clarify anything, please feel free to reach out for, to me. My email is beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. And you can also find my website, samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can message me from there. Uh, other things you can find there. I have a blog. I have the other podcast. Um, the blog gets into a lot of this stuff too. So you might be able to find a blog post that that works for you that answers some of these other questions. So I hope that I have covered this for you today and that you have a little bit better of an understanding about soul contracts and soul families. And we'll go out and kind of work on these things, work on fill, fulfilling those soul contracts now that you might have a better idea of what they are. So let's see, what else can I tell you? Okay, one other thing I wanted to share is that on my other podcast this week, the one I have with my husband, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, our topic this week is going to be about UFOs and all of the crazy things that are happening, like all these weather balloons and stuff that's happening around the world. So if you're interested in that, that will be out this coming Sunday. Oh, what's that date? That's the 19th of March, I believe. So keep an eye out for that. And next week, I believe I have a guest next week. I believe that the guest is my, my, uh, he would be my uncle, my half uncle. He is uh, a Buddhist and he wanted to become a monk. And so he's going to talk about mindfulness. So I believe that's next week. If not, it's the week after, but either way, it's coming up. So keep an eye out for it. So let's meet back here. Same place, same time next week, everybody. Of course, if you listen live and I hope until then, everybody that you have a wonderful week. Go out there, fulfill those soul contracts, manifest that life that you want. Just be a positive influence, a positive role model, positive person. It really helps for the days to go by easier for not just you, but the people around you. So until next week, everyone, peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.